Welcome to the Unknown Godcast, everybody. This is Wednesday, September 11th, 2019. I'm Jeff. Well, hi, Jeff. I'm Missy. Welcome, everybody. Hello. September 11th. Can you believe that was... Can you believe that was 18 years ago? I can't. It's That's one of those events that still seems like it was yesterday. It does. It, it really does. It's it just crazy. doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Right. I was, I was working at Sports Authority, and I was standing at the OMG counter. OMG. Wait. That was, that no stood, one knows what that wait, means. That stood for <laughs> outdoor, marine, and game. Yeah. I was standing at, I was standing at that counter uh-huh. unloading a truck of fishing reels when the FedEx driver said, Did you hear what just happened? And I still played it down. I I didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. I, I was I, at the time I worked in uh, a place called Metro Networks and so we did like newswire, we did traffic reporting for T V and radio. And I was a producer, so I was in this L-shaped desk, and I had two computers, and then all around me yeah, in that imagine. L was TV monitors for yeah. different stations, because we do TV hits, and I would I would control the cameras. And I, like, I'm just doing my job, and then I look up, and on every TV screen is that that image of the plane flying into the Twin Towers. Wow, so you had like an opposite experience than I had. I was like talking to Joe, the FedEx guy. You, you weren't taking it seriously at the time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, like I had no option. It's like, what is going wow. on? And then I remember the confusion because you're trying to figure out, was it an accident? And then you see the other one coming and it's like, yeah. this isn't an accident. And at the time we were in Hartford, Connecticut. We were in one of the nicest buildings in Hartford and one of the tallest buildings. So we were, they were actually talking about, should we evacuate? It was really weird. It was a... Yeah. I just never forget it. Right. That was one of those things you just you know, don't the, even remember the, where you were. You know the weren't. beauty of, of looking back on the, the beauty and the devastation through the devastation of it was I remember seeing American flags littered on the highways because everybody had an American flag stuck in their window when they mm-hmm. would drive. And we even had at Sports Authority, we would, we would on Fridays, everybody wore American shirt just mm-hmm. to show our patriotism what happened and solidarity at a time like that what happened but that goes to show you that hard that type of situation bonds people yeah some, it something bonds that people that significant yes it absolutely can uh bond people in a way that we just normally wouldn't right we wouldn't otherwise right yeah. tragedy has a way of doing that every friday everybody wore an american shirt to show our to show our um unity mm-hmm. as, a, as a country and yeah. we need that back yeah it's that different back. times yeah it's amazing how different things were even 
just 19 years yeah. ago. Well, so anyway, we didn't want to derail it, but we also don't want to overlook the, the um, we also always want to remember what happened on, on September yeah, 11, 2001. And just, you know, keep those, um, so many people who lost their lives, so many families, um, their lives were changed that day. So and just, and they're not, they're not forgotten. Yeah. So we continue to keep them in our prayers. So we just didn't mm-hmm. want to brush over that this morning. Yeah. Or today. It's, it's hard for us to know what day it is because we always we do pre-record yeah and and we try to pre-record so in advance so that nothing um during the week can jeopardize our our daily readings such as hurricanes and life, <laughs> life and such so. although it usually does at some point anyway but we are here this is our daily bible reading monday through friday as much as we can we try to get to a, a chapter in the new testament we've been working our way through the book of romans uh, if you want to follow along with us, we read out of the ESV version. So if you want to follow along word for word, that's what we will be using. We're not pastors. We are not pastors or theologians. That's our qualifier. We are. We, haven't gone, we have not gone to seminary, but we do read the Bible. We try to read it every day, and we do that with you guys. So. And hopefully it's encouraging for you all like it is for us. It's a blessing for us, and we hope that it can be a blessing for you. So we find ourselves in <laughs> we find ourselves in Romans chapter what are we on today? Chapter six. Chapter oh, six. Dead to sin. Slaves to righteousness. So without any further ado, here we go. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. We know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. 
I'm speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, before we get into the the deep end of Romans 6, we need a new music bed. <laughs> you really want a new music bed for the reading, I don't you? like the piano anymore. I don't <laughs> like it. So, anyway, we're going to give one more shout out if anybody would like to. And actually, I think I said a, a, a relaxing acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. but I think it's more of an electric guitar in our intro and some bass or something, right? Oh, I don't know. I, yeah, sure. I'm getting too technical. Way too technical. And I'm, I don't even I don't know. understand it. I don't know. Myself. We bought it. So. All right. Anyway, <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Anyway. Okay. So let's di- dive in. Let's dive in. All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with the ending of chapter five, which we didn't go into those verses when we talked about that. But uh, chapter six opens up. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? So that follows the previous few verses uh, where Paul wrote in verse uh, 20 in chapter five. He says, now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So Paul anticipates a argument or a question here at the beginning of chapter 6, because he's he's assuming that when someone hears that, they're going to say, well, if... If grace abounds all the more with sin, then shouldn't we sin so that grace can abound even more? And that's that's a misunderstanding of of what he's saying there. By no means. By no means. <laughs> yes. There's an exclamation point there in our in our By translation. By no means. <laughs> I'm sure that's 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 probably a good translation there. Um but what he's saying there in verse twenty is when the law comes in, it doesn't it, it reveals sinfulness to us even more. We talked about the, the, the uses of the law. Mm-hmm. Well, when the law comes in, it, it reveals to us just how sinful we actually are. And that's what Paul's getting at, right? It, it, when the law comes in, it increases our trespass, right? Our sin is increased. And when we understand just how sinful we are, how much sweeter is that grace that comes in? Through right. the free gift of Jesus Christ. That's that's the point. It's it's not even tasteful until you realize right. how sinful you are. You don't even want a taste of it. Right. So it's not that we are to sin and not obey the law. It's that we understand. The law helps us to understand just how sinful we are. And we when we, when we understand that, we understand fully the grace. So the sin increases our trespass, but we understand the grace that much more. The grace abounds even more in our life right. it makes when we it realize sweeter. what we've been set free yeah. from. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. I love I love when passages um, relate to our intro 
our, our new intro because you know we threw Frank a clip of Frankenstein in there. And Great old movie. Yes. It, well, the the book is and better. Book. <laughs> the book is better because there's a lot more details in the book. And um, when I read verse sixteen, verse sixteen says, "Do you not?" Know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are you are slaves to the one you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which reads which leads to righteousness. And then going down to verse 18, it, it, it talks about having been set free from sin. We are now slaves of righteousness. So I'm going to get back to my point of Frankenstein because Victor is the one who sewed Frankenstein together from dead bodies, right? And then Frankenstein Frankenstein says to Victor, he says, you are my creator, but I am your master. Obey. And he demands that he obeys him. And so in, in, verse, in verse 12, it says, in, in verse 12, it says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. So, so the lesson, I'm sorry, I know, but okay. I really no, no, like no. Frankenstein because it's really deep. It, I mean, I think it's deeper than most people think, but the lesson to be learned in Frankenstein, which Victor tries to leave just before he dies is to seek happiness and tranquility and to avoid selfish ambition. And also at the beginning of Frankenstein, Victor says, learn by me, if not by my precepts, at least by my example, how dangerous is the acquirement of knowledge. And that goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden, the original sin, Mm -hmm. which is a failure to trust God and intellectual gratification wanting to be like god right which is what of course what uh victor in that story wanted to do right exactly what victor wanted to do yes because thus the serpent tempts the woman surely you won't die for god knows when you eat of it your eyes will be open you'll be like god knowing good and evil Mm -hmm. so um so that desire transpired to make her wise she wanted to be wise Mm -hmm. and be like god and i think the no that's good because the it also points out the power that sin has over us right and you pointed out the very first transgression which is adam and then in genesis 4 we have the story of cain and abel and god says to cain you know Basically, he, he says, you know, if you do well, it will go good for you. If, if you do not do well, sin is crouching at your door. Its desire is for you. It's like, it's a picture like a, like a beast outside waiting to devour you. Yeah, that's you know? really good. It that's really this, good. It has this power. And this this whole imagery that, that Paul's talking about in, um, in chapter 6 here is that we are we are slaves to sin. I love, it is our slave master. Yeah, I love his metaphor for slavery because it's 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 not possible. It's well, is it possible to not be a slave to to something? It's not. It's not possible. That's what this chapter is showing us that mm-hmm. it's it's not possible. We're either a slave to sin or we're a slave to righteousness. Yeah, and there's there's this important thing that he t- he talks about, uh, kind of the imagery of baptism. In chapter six here, where it says we, you know, we're, we're we we are crucified with Christ, 
we die with him. We share in that death, but we also share in the raising to new life. So he talks about this, this dying of our old self, our old self being crucified with Christ, and then, be, then walking in newness of life. Just mm-hmm. as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life, as if new creations, right? And but I, I still think of it as, um, you know, sin this this monster that's still inside of us, even though we're new creations mm-hmm. that's desperately trying to grab hold and hold on. But oh, we have to. Crucify. We're no longer a slave to that sin, right? That through Christ, the power is now in us to rule over that. But which it, we didn't have before. Right. Now we have a helper. Right. Right? Yeah. The Holy Spirit. But we still have to crucify our sin every day because it rears its ugly head every Correct. day. But now we have but now it's a different it's a different power. It's a whole different mindset. So before be, before we find Christ, right? Or before he finds us is a better way to put it. We find all types of ways to justify our sin. Mm-hmm. A lot of things we don't even recognize we do as sin. Right. But when Christ comes in, we're now made fully aware of the sin in our lives. And he helps us to mortify that sin, to work it out of us. That's what's happening is we get the language he uses in here is sanctification. The wages of obedience is sanctification. The making us better. Right. Right. And obedience is abiding in his word. And if we're not abiding in his word, we're not going to be, this truth is not going to be revealed to us mm-hmm. because the, we, we like to say that we judge the Bible, but the the Bible judges us. So right. we have to be abiding in his word in order for that sin to be revealed to us as we carry on. And what's so important too is the motivation for that obedience is not to be, the obedience is not for us to earn something at all the obedience that the heart of the obedience comes from the knowledge of what's been done for us a a gratitude a gratitude exactly of and paul lays that out that we've been set free we're set free from sin so the obedience is in thank is in thanksgiving absolutely yeah it's it's knowing that truth about what jesus has done what he has set us free from that's what leads to a heart of obedience. It's, it's not because we think if we do something, we can earn something or somehow earn our way into God's good graces. It's that once we understand what Jesus has set us free from, then we want to live out his law. We want to be obedient to him because, and it's, and it's strictly out of gratitude. Mm. And the only way we're able to even be obedient is because we've been reconciled to God through the work of Jesus. Right. We're, we're free to stop sinning because mm-hmm. because now obedience is is from our heart. And that is now what's natural to us. We're we're slaves to righteousness, no longer slaves to being obedient to the flesh. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. our natural our natural desire is to be obedient to Christ obedient absolutely yeah our our, our nature completely changed right so now the natural for us is the spiritual yeah not the natural and wanting to please (laughs) god and not wanting to please our own flesh right right so anyway that's a little brain twister for you a little bit and i just want to end it with verse 23 because um there's wages for obedience 
and there's wages for sin. So it says in verse 23, the, the very last verse of this chapter, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So sin gets you one thing, death. Jesus died the death that you deserve for that sin. Mm -hmm. He took it on that cross. It was nailed to that cross with him. In his perfect obedience, his perfect life, freely given for you. His blood covers our sin. His righteousness is given to us. So the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. But it's only in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. Driven like a nail into the love of God. Wow. By our sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's good. So we are dead to sin, slaves to righteousness. We're now slaves to righteousness, but yet we are the freest indeed. So right. chapter 7, Romans 7. That's what we're going to be going over tomorrow. Read ahead. Which is what it's tomorrow. Today's, today's actually Sunday, but tomorrow... No one needs in to the do real that. World. Don't, don't ruin the magic. <laughs> okay, it's Wednesday. Like, Tomorrow's so, Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday, September 12th. And we're going to be diving into Romans 7. <laughs> you say this. <laughs> because Romans 7 is like a... Romans 7, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're all excited about it. I don't know. You guys, these these episodes are, being, are taking a little bit longer because Romans... You, you can't... It's hard to it's, skim over this stuff. It, it takes really a little is. bit of time to process a little, <laughs> little bit. <laughs> it does. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. That's the show for today. We've been running a little bit longer than normal through the Roman series here, but we've been enjoying it. Hopefully you have too. It's the fault of the Romanians. Romanians. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. We hope you have a wonderful day. We will see you back here tomorrow. God bless. God bless.